Hello, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Miratori. And our movie this week is The Cabin in the Woods. That was it? That's all you got? That's all I got. No. <laughs> uh, I think it's directed by Drew Goddard, but written by Joss Whedon and Drew mm-hmm. Goddard, I think. Um, that sounds about right. So I, I like a lot about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, unsurprisingly, since I am a, a longtime Joss Whedon fan, mm-hmm. uh, like Buffy is like one of my favorite things. And like there's a lot I really, really like in this movie. Um, but the movie also has some issues that I feel like wouldn't have been that hard to solve, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think this is an example, at least for me, of, you know, good tactical writing, but bad strategic writing is, I think, the way mm, I've described it on okay, this podcast yeah. before. It's basically like, I do think that they, you know, the writing isn't awful. It 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 does have, when you look at it in isolated parts, there's a lot of stuff that they do that shows that they were thinking a bit about, like, how to make this scene interesting or how to do, you know, some uh, fun stuff with it. Uh, a simple example would be like where they have the at the end they are going down this elevator and the reason that they don't get shot is because a dismembered zombie hand that like fell in the scene before is still there and and like grabs the the ankle of the guy who you know is was going to shoot them that's a much more interesting way to do it than the normal way which is just like i don't know one of them like slaps the gun out of his hand or something boring right And the same would be true of like the merman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like oh my kind God. of th- that. Yeah, that was like the funniest scene in this movie where I actually laughed out loud. That was by far the funniest uh, actual, you know, constructive writing piece they did, where they they had him like character development early on, where they were just like, I, you know, I wish they was there was a merman. Like I wish that that they picked merman. He like because the guy has like the the shell in his hand and he thinks he's gonna blow on it, but he doesn't. And so I. Uh, that whole thing seems really good because then at the end they pay it off with the way he dies is like a merman is like crawling yeah. towards him slowly <laughs> for no real reason. It's ridiculous, but it's funny because, it, it, you know, they they managed to set that up and you're waiting for it and it and it pays off. And then they have this great blood spurt out yeah. of the blowhole. Yeah, which was absolutely hilarious. Again, that's just comedy directing, right? It's yeah. like it's, it's not an ad lib line. It's not somebody goofing off. It's like actually figuring out how to make the cut and the timing be funny, right? Yeah. Um, it's not that dissimilar, actually, to in Gremlins, the shot that I said was good comedy mm-hmm. directing, where it's like there's this split second where you just see the window and then she comes flying out the, you know, the grandma in the chair or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the old lady in the chair. Um, it's that same kind of thing where you're getting humor out of the actual act of watching the film, not just something someone said. And well, I think that's cool. And, and I do think... There is a lot of cleverness in the in the actual writing. I find it really fun to listen to and engaging. Um, like I love the opening scene with the two office worker guys mm-hmm. talking with each right. other. It's so great. Yeah. Um, and it's just like I I think it makes that kind of writing for me makes watching scenes so much more enjoyable. Um, because what they're talk the way that they're talking to each other is just so entertaining. At least for me. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of that going out through going on throughout the whole movie because that's sort of the style of like Joss Whedon writing. I would agree. I think that you know Joss Whedon's definitely in the mix of like the sort of Aaron Sorkin, Quentin Tarantino like kind of 
writing where the conversations are meant to be sort of standalone enjoyable. Yeah. Like they, some thought was put into how to make these be something you might want to hear as opposed to just something that, I mean, like Gremlins, right? We, Mm -hmm. again, contrasting it to last week's. There's just nothing, nothing any character says to any other character in there is anything you would watch separately. It's not engaging. There's nothing, it's not interesting, right? It's not an interesting conversation between two people where if you were the third person at the bar, you would listen in and you would be interested in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, yeah, Joss Whedon stuff typically uh, like, uh, you know, I mentioned Aaron Sorkin and Quentin Tarantino because those people come to mind who do this sort of thing. When they have a conversation, it's sort of meant to be enjoyed standalone. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not It's not meant to only be relevant in the context of the movie, and you would never listen to it on its own, right? And I think that's um, commendable, right? That's, that, that's putting in a lot of extra effort that most movies aren't. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it, I think it, it helps a lot, too, with investment in the movie, because, you know, you set up the, right off the bat those two characters that get set up, like... You enjoy the scenes with them throughout the whole movie because the way they've been written is so interesting. Like, you, you kind of feel like you get a sense of, like, who they are a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, though, I feel like the uh, sort of the main, like, horror cast maybe doesn't have that quite as much. Partly because they're supposed to be these, like, stereotypes Yeah. Um, of, of, like, a horror movie. I mean, part of this is a little tough for me. I don't really watch horror movies, but yeah. I guess... You get the basic idea of like, okay, this is the cliche. You have these like five characters and they have to die in a certain order, which to be honest, I think is for me where the movie kind of like gets a little bit over its skis or something where it's like, yeah, like I, I, I get the idea and I kind of, I, I admire the, the commitment to like the concept. I think it's clever, but I think it presents some problems um, that. Like, for me, there's, like, one of the major problems with this movie, plot-wise, would just be, like, once they end up going down the elevator, you do get some really great scenes down there. Like, I like the execution. I like the idea, and I like watching it. Like, I like that we're going down an elevator, and it's all these, you know, mythical monsters. Like, that's fun. But, like, I think for me, one of the main issues was, like, it seems like there was... It was sort of unclear what the rules were. It's like, okay, they have to die in this particular order, and, oh, it turns out the fool is still alive, so we can't kill the virgin yet. And then it's like, okay, they go down there, and then they're just going to shoot them? And it's like, well, if you, could just, if you could just shoot them, then why would you do the elaborate thing with the, like, the mythical monsters or, of, of legend? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you've hit the nail on the head. I, I think the problem with this movie is it's trying to be sort of an extended metaphor. Like, it's it's trying to basically say, like, okay, what if when we're actually making these movies that are these slasher films or whatever, it's not really that we're making a slasher film for entertainment, for like just a simple, you know, product or whatever. It's actually more of the continuation of the idea that we need to see human sacrifice and ritual. And so it's, it's, we're going to make that be like, as if that were really how these things were made. They they weren't, they weren't actually just people being filmed. They were like, we have to really do the sacrifice. Right. 
Yeah, it can't. It has to be. It has to be like genuine. Or I'm just saying they're, they're just basically saying that there's some metaphor there. There's some there's some analogy at least that they're trying to make. They're saying, what if it were true that this were really a, a, a continuation of the concept of human sacrifice to the gods, right? Sure. And the problem with that is that the movie doesn't seem to know whether it's talking about that, meaning. Let's actually talk about this being a real human sacrifice to real gods right. or whether it's talking about Hollywood. And those things actually aren't that compatible in the fiction of the film. And yeah. I can talk about a lot of the ways in which that's true um, in detail. But just broadly speaking, that, I think, is why the ending of this movie is so unsatisfying. It's because the movie doesn't really know what it's talking about. It's kind of confused, yeah. I think. It, it is like it is a little bit like there are two different movies cuz I was feeling like being so being super limited in the into like these characters have to be like this has to be a parody or sort of or a satire on like horror movie tropes. I felt like in some ways that was holding the movie back um because I like if you were to actually be like okay there's rituals to satisfy the gods I mean, I guess maybe you could say that that's like a ritual, which I guess is fine. But then it's like, well, then you can't just shoot the fool to have it work because that's not part of the ritual. But that seems to be what like what their plan was. So there's a much better. So there's when I watched this movie the first time, the second time I've seen it and watching it the second time, I'm even more convinced that there was a different way you could have gone with this movie that where everything would have worked and it would have been 10 times better. Um, but first, I want to make another unflattering comparison for the movie. And that comparison is to uh, being John Malkovich or adaptation. So this movie is basically trying to be sort of like light Charlie Kaufman. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of meta layering and things that are sort of like revealed about what's actually going on in the plot that inform your sort of like interpretation of it. In ways that are very like uh, cerebral and intricate, Charlie Kaufman, it all works. You watch something like Adaptation, and you're just kind of like, "Holy cow!" Like this was—it's brilliant screenwriting, right? And you just—you're kind of just impressed that he was able to make it all work that way. You watch Cabin in the Woods, and it's kind of the opposite. It's like it's trying to do those things, but they don't actually line up. So when they are revealed, they're just kind of disappointing. And uh, I totally agree that, uh, like I think we opened with, there's a lot to like in terms of watching individual scenes. Uh, and, yeah. and the fact that they are able to end kind of down in that, uh, in that facility, it's Joss Whedon's favorite. We have a monster facility in the basement. Yeah, he, loves, like, he does love that. That's just his thing. You can't not have it. <laughs> and a giant um, pit into the, you know, yep. like the hell mouth or whatever. The, yeah, it's just <laughs> like. You know, go with what got you there. Uh, and, you know, I love the fact that they decided for whatever reason, it doesn't make any sense, but that there's some way to just like have this thing let all the monsters out from the elevator for some reason. And so seeing all those beasts come out yeah, yeah. and it's just so silly, uh, it, it does the theme of the month. It's horror comedy and it actually works really well. It does. So, you know, like I said, tactically, they did a lot of things 
well in this movie. Yeah, there's some very right? funny scenes with that where it's like I get stabbed by a unicorn. Yeah. And uh or like I love the guy where she's like he's holding the spear and we have like no idea what this guy does. Yeah. And there's something so funny about that. Yes. <laughs> like, who is this guy and what does he do? Yes. <laughs> um like yeah, it's just it is genuinely funny a lot of the time. Or just even like moments that you know, could play for like really serious, like when when Chris Hemsworth like rides the motorcycle and like slams into the 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 um the barrier. Yeah. Like it's actually hilarious when he hits that. Can't- I mean, it sort of is. It's not really. It didn't seem that funny to me. It just seemed like it happened. I feel like it's funny. I don't know. I okay. feel like it was well. funny. I mean, maybe not like laugh out loud funny, but I think it it plays a little bit silly. Um, I mean, some other parts of that were like the the collapsible bong being used to like stop the guy who has the swinging mm-hmm. grabber thing, mm-hmm. right? Like a bear, it was like a bear bear trap. trap or something. I'm not sure what it was, but some kind of yeah, animal trap trap on a chain. Because um, I guess you would tie it to a tree. I don't know. I don't know how bear traps work. Obviously, so uh, that whole thing was funny too right like they they got a lot of like silly gags in there with the horror comedy that i thought worked really well Mm -hmm. um but so the charlie kaufman version of this screenplay i'm pretty sure i know what it is i mean i don't know i don't know the real charlie kaufman real charlie kaufman would be like way more interesting probably than the screenplay in ways that we can't yeah fathom only charlie kaufman knows but like if charlie kaufman showed up and just did a quick patch (laughs) right i'm pretty sure i know like what they didn't quite get about the way they structured this thing, right? So the problem is they're sort of starting out and they make it fairly clear that what they're really talking about is Hollywood in several scenes. Like, they don't need to have all of these sort of, like, abilities to, like, adjust the lighting and change, like, where they're viewing the thing yeah, from. Yeah, I, I think that's one right? of the weaker parts. Like, um, like they the release, gods just know, But I'm right? also, like, they also just, like, release some gas into the room and it makes Chris Hemsworth be like, I think we should split up. Like, what gas does that? At least, like, the pheromones, there's, like, a, a potentially an argument yeah. for what that would do. But the, what is this, like, change your mind gas? Like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It's, a, it's all, that kind of stuff is kind of... Of hokey but i guess i'm trying to go a different direction with just pointing this out which is to say that it seems at that point that they're really more an analogy for hollywood mm-hmm. they're basically saying like oh this is the sort of stuff we have to do because this is what audiences want and we can't not do it we can't not have a dumb blonde in here because that's what people expect so we have to create that even if the blonde wasn't dumb right originally uh, and even if Chris Hemsworth was actually smart instead of a dumb jock or whatever, mm-hmm. right? We, that's not what we're trying to do here, so we have to, right? And that makes sense as an analogy for Hollywood. It makes basically no sense as an analogy for actual gods. So even though we could we could say that the gods are the audience, we can make that analogy. The analogy of them being real gods isn't very useful. So I think you kind of have to go, it, what you were doing here pretty much has to be about Hollywood, and it has to be a personification of Hollywood. And if you want to say that the audience is the gods, that's totally fine. But that's got to be your analogy, not about actual gods. So what I think they were missing at the end of this movie is what they should have realized is that they are also making a movie, and they are Hollywood. In order for this to be right and work, What should have happened is the gods, quote unquote, should have started really liking the fact that 
the two heroes made it down and were killing people in the facility. And they should have become more interested in that because that's what the audience of this movie is enjoying. Mm -hmm. And so it would have tied those things together properly by going, wait, Hollywood didn't realize people wanted to see a movie that subverted this thing. And so that should have been the way that the movie actually resolved as it went forwards. Instead, we get this weird ending where like they are trying to pretend like somehow the gods care about people who died, but now they don't care that they died in any of the same ways that we were so passionate about killing them before. And, you know, even when Chris Hemsworth runs his motorcycle into that um, dirt bike, sorry, into that wall, that should have been game over right there. That's obviously not human sacrifice, right? That is not in keeping with the things that we're claiming we had to see, which is the actual torture, the actual, um, you know, uh, plausible horror movie style death. It already it was over at that point. And so I think they they the way they ended up going with it just doesn't hold together. And there was another obvious way I think they could have gone that would have been much better. I think for me, it just seems like. The movie, like, I, I don't necessarily mind the gods part of it. I think it's kind of fun. Oh, me neither. I'm just saying it yeah. had to be. But but I do think they had to pick. They had, There was a little bit of like this feeling of the movie being pulled in two directions, um, like two kind of different things it wanted to talk about or something to, or be about. Um, they just need to decide who the gods actually were. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I think they needed to decide that the gods were actually the audience, not possibly also real gods yeah and i think i don't know i think also just it would have been nice for there to be more like clarity about what the demands were like you know what these gods demand they demand some they demand a ritual right and so it's like okay the idea i guess is that the ritual is the horror movie trope in this case but there's obviously going to be like other ones like there's a fun idea which is like oh in japan they're doing this too but it's like the japanese horror movies um like yeah, that great. There's a great scene where like all the little Japanese girls like sing, and then they put they like trap the evil spirit in, in a, frog. a frog. Yeah, um, it's like great. It feels so like like Japanese media, right? Like, and and whereas this is trying to feel like you know, kind of like Hollywood. Yeah, they they, media. they had a they have a shot where like, there's like a, a there's a stereotype of everybody. Yeah, like exactly. there's Sweden, right, with the weird monster movies, <laughs> yeah. right, and stuff. They have like each of these things. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, and so it yeah. is absolutely about. Hollywood or just generally like are the stories, the horror stories that each culture tells themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think that's really fun uh, as an idea. But I do think it's like the movie doesn't feel super clear about the rules. Like they, they, they come up with all these ways of trying to get the characters to fit into the stereotypes. Like we guide them there. Right. Yeah. Or we manipulate them there, Um, which feels a little bit, like we said before, almost like cheesy at at times or, yeah. or just like really unbelievable. But ultimately, it just feels like like the world that they've set up in the movie isn't actually taking those like following those rules. Like, yes. the, like I mean, the 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 ritual isn't really being followed. Like I mentioned before, the the part where they just decide that they will kill them at the end, which yeah, is obviously not part of the ritual. Yeah. And so you're just like something's off here. I mean, maybe you could argue that like. They're desperate, and that's the only option they have, I guess. But, but I don't why know. would it work? If that would work, then this is all a waste yeah, of time it, it, because you could have just killed them all. They they come through the tunnel, and you just shoot them all. 
Exactly. With exactly. a machine gun. Exactly. And it's over, right? So it's like... It so ha- you know that can't be it. And so, you know, it, like the, the room full of Japanese girls who were, you know, turned the person into frog, they could have just gassed them all. And then that's a success. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It doesn't make sense. And so, uh, you know, they go through all... Why are they going through all these elaborate machinations if it turns out you can just shoot them with a gun it doesn't make any sense yeah and i mean i i once again i love the ideas in this movie i love the setup like i love the idea that like we've humanity has like set up this like underground sort of system for like fulfilling this uh ritual so that humanity gets to keep on existing and for the people who work there it's just kind of a regular day job like it, it all of that's really fun it, the ideas are really creative and clever, but I think the problem is that it's such a exaggerated, far-fetched kind of concept that there's definitely areas in this movie where it doesn't come together in a satisfying way. Well, or and it, more importantly, the ending. Like, like The thing is, yeah. if it was just a few pieces here or there where you're like, well, that doesn't intellectually quite fit, there's enough, like I said, tactically good stuff that you could just be like, well, I, you know, who cares? Sure. It's particularly difficult when it's the ending, right? Because the audience, you know, has been watching this thing and they're expecting you to have an ending, right? And not having an ending can really bring down a movie. And I think for Cabin in the Woods, it really kind of does, which is a bummer because the actual spectacle of the sort of pre-ending, like the the part leading up to the ending is, like we said, great. That sort of um, part that leads up to the final scene where they have all these crazy horror creatures going around. They just had great fun with that and produced a really fun sort of spectacle for about, you know, 10 minutes. That whole thing is great. And this is why I say, I think they needed to recognize a, they needed to look for a better option with their metaphor, with their construct, because they had plenty of options. I enumerated one. There's probably others. Yeah. They needed to find a way that there would be a satisfying conclusion in the metaphorical sense as well. Right. And they just didn't have one. The, the satisfying conclusion, in the metaphorical sense, I think the best one is the Charlie Coffin one. I kind of enumerated there, right. Which is kind of like adaptation. It, it feeds back on itself. It turns out the audience actually likes this weird set of things that has happened. Yeah. Right. That makes a ton of sense, but they, they couldn't commit to it. Or they didn't think of it. I don't know. But they decided to kind of have this weird thing. It almost reads to me like two separate ideas for scripts that you yeah. mush together. Yes. And unfortunately, because you commit to neither of them, then it neither work. So the audience is left with two options that are both unsatisfying and don't really fit the facts. Yeah. And like you said, I think, yes, we have a bunch of like plot related sort of like problems with this movie but like ultimately i actually enjoy watching this movie throughout the whole thing like you said this the last scenes are some of the most fun in the movie to watch when all the monsters get let loose and like i even actually i really like the end end like i like i like that yeah the world just ends like that's to me that's like oh that's a great ending it's not what you're expecting you're expecting something to happen at the last second to save the world and it's like oh nope nope like the world just ends um and i think that's pretty fun I don't know that it is because, again, I just don't think there's any – there's nothing earned in the ending. The ending is just there. And none of it really feels important or interesting because there's already been so much broken about the mechanics at that point that you're just like, okay. I just didn't care is the way I would describe the ending. Like, I just didn't care. By that point, I was like, I don't care. Hmm. I really don't care what happens to these two people at all. I'm enjoying the spectacle, but I don't care. I didn't care about Scorny Weaver. 
the fact that she's called the director further reinforces the fact that this is supposed to be about Hollywood. Right, right. right. And so again, the gods, unless what you're basically saying with this movie is that we expect it to be a flop. I mean, that's basically what you're saying, because we're watching the movie and you're basically telling us we won't like it, right? And I'm like, but we do like it. Like, I did like it. Why aren't the gods happy about what they're seeing, right? Uh, It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And so, you know, it... I think if you actually want to make this movie be solid, you have to go in, you have to remove the Chris Hemsworth hitting the wall thing because it doesn't really make any sense why they wouldn't. Or you have to change their response to it. They should be terrified that this happened Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't pull the lever thing. Right. And they should see him hit it. And then somehow like the, the world isn't ending and they're like, wait, what's going on? And they're trying frantically to figure out like what happened that made it so that that wasn't a problem like they needed to do something because at that point the movie's just kind of over for me intellectually it's just like okay what the fuck was all the previous stuff for like what were you doing with all that stuff if you could just kill people any way you want it doesn't have to look like a horror movie at all what are you doing it is also like what are the rules of this world like how much manipulation is too much like okay you'll have her dye her hair blonde and then like leach some chemicals into her to make her like more whorish or whatever or like release pheromones like where's the line where you're no longer pleasing the gods with with like the amount of manipulation you've done where it's no longer like a true ritual you know it's like i mean in my in my book i would be okay with any amount of manipulation if the rule simply was that the gods didn't see it I see. right that, that, that it that in other words that it looked from an external observer's point of view like it was actually a horror movie that would have been a sensible rule, but they they couldn't even follow that. About forty five minutes in, they've already ruined that with the with the jumping into the wall thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just feels that just feels really lazy and uh, to me, and I, I feel like that is not the kind of thing you should be doing in a screenplay that's supposed to be about some clever stuff. It just that that can't stand. Like you have to fix that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think they were so focused on trying to to come up with the ways in which the the horror movie tropes happen um like that was obviously like a high priority to a certain extent to the filmmakers right um and it's like this secondary idea of like appeasing the gods was like less of a priority for them um but the problem is the the sort of climax of the movie is all about that and so because it feels like maybe a little less well thought through um, and like a little, not super well connected either to the horror movie ritual stuff. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know. It doesn't click. Um, it, it just has a lot of issues. But ultimately, like I said, I, I do enjoy watching the movie. I think the scenes are fun. Like it's, it's. I would, it's, I would temper that a little bit. I would say this movie's pretty boring in the actual, say, 25 minutes of actual sort of pseudo horror that film that they've shot yeah the actual horror Um, movie part of the movie i found it really boring if you had taken seriously the concept that they really needed to manipulate these people into doing the sorts of things they need to do in a horror movie but didn't cheese out with the chem department's weird gas right 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 which is just like the the, like lazy the lazy version of it was super lazy and so the reason that that part is uninteresting i would argue is because they didn't take seriously and become creative about how they were going to structure these because we would enjoy watching the puppeteer people 
desperately struggling to like get all these things working sure. properly, right? Yeah, yeah. And that so because like for example, the part with the cave in works mm-hmm. great, where they're like, wait, why isn't the cave? Why is the cave open? Right? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, and, it, it, you know, literally during that scene, it made me think of the what you've mentioned before. I think what you said was a Hitchcock it's quote, Hitchcock. Which, which was that your villains need obstacles, and that's yeah. like a perfect example in that scene. And it and it is thrilling. It's so fun to watch because both groups of people that you're watching have a goal that they're trying to reach and uh and it, it's just very exciting and to me i think there's just so many missed opportunities there that's why i say like you're definitely more positive movie, movie yeah. than i am i think there's a few scenes in this movie that are definitely worth watching and i think are great uh especially the ending but even just the opening scene is well written i right? love the opening scene yeah um where they just introduce these characters and they're kind of silly and they he's talking you know, about like the cabinets or whatever and yeah, yeah. and uh, uh and then the opening scene with the with the four uh, or uh the friends. five four five with the five main characters too uh I thought that's it's great tactical writing gets all the information you need about these people out in a very short you know six or seven minute mm-hmm. sort of uh. It's one kind of continuous scene. It's not a one-er, but it's, you know, a continuous scene. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's a lot to like about the very beginning and very ending of this movie. What happens in between is mostly lousy, I would say. Uh, And it's it's because that it doesn't have a strong sort of idea about how this world works. And more importantly uh, than that, because... There's there's a there's two separate things. I think Back to the Future might be a good contrast here. Back to the Future doesn't really have super strong ideas about how time travel works sure, yeah. in that movie, right? But doesn't need to because what we care about as the audience and the things that we're asked to invest in in the climax don't involve those things. They involve basic things we do understand and whose rules work. Like this thing has to get up to 88 miles per hour, right? Yeah. Um. So this movie's problem is not just that it doesn't set up a good consistent world that we can believe in. That's a problem. But the bigger problem is that it doesn't do that specifically for the things that make matter most, right? It's it's crucial parts are underpinned by rules we don't understand and that don't seem to make very much sense. So that to me is really the problem and and so I didn't really like most of the middle of this film. I thought it was just kind of lousy. Uh, it's lousy because it's making me watch a lousy horror movie with really not much redeeming about it. That's part of it for me, I think, or maybe the biggest part of it for me is just that, like, it's just not that it's very cliched and very tropey, understandably, but it's also just not that interesting. Like, the horror aspects of it aren't that scary. Um, and the explanations for the tropes aren't interesting either. Like, some right, gas like, that comes out of a vent yeah, yeah. just isn't interesting. Well, I found myself, like, like I mentioned before, like I actually got kind of frustrated when it was like, because like, oh, he has to, he's like, let's stick together. And they should have had to work really hard yeah, to split them but up. That, but then they're right? just, but just, that's why it's yeah. like, he just released some gas and he's like, never mind, we should split up. And I'm just like, what is that? Like, what, that's like a magic gas. That's not a thing. Like, um, and so I do think that's, that sort of thing is frustrating where it's like, ultimately, I think the writers for this had... They, like, had a really clear idea of, like, what they wanted, but they didn't care that much about how they got there. 
Yeah. And so sometimes it works fine, but there's other times where it really doesn't work and feels a little lazy because they just wanted it to, they had, right, like they were really locked in to this story idea. They were locked into it's like, okay, it has to imitate the, um, or the, there has to be the ritual that is the, the cliches of the horror movie. We have to sacrifice the gods. Like you can tell, I can just tell like what they, the outline of the plot was before they actually sat down to write it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they were a little precious with it maybe where it was like they wanted to stick really closely with that idea even when it didn't work that well. Yeah. Um, and And because they weren't really willing to budge from that, I think it's like ultimately maybe is not as interesting a movie as it could have been if they had maybe followed where the story kind of ended up maybe wanting to go instead of what their original sort of like idea was. That could be or it could just be that they didn't dig in. Right. It's like, like I said, there's no reason you can't have the scene where he decides that they need to split up happen. You just had to motivate it way better and show us a bunch of interesting machinations that got that to work. Right. And so it kind of feels like some of it is just you didn't work hard enough. Like you in the writing, you didn't work hard enough to figure out how this was actually going to be plausible sure. and work. Yeah. Right. And so that's the sort of thing that just and it, it, so it just feels very unsatisfying when you're watching those things. And I would say the same about the ending. You didn't figure out a reason reason why that ending actually makes sense for what we've watched. And so it just kind of feels arbitrary. And that's, you know, a lot of my complaint about a lot of those things. Is it just feels arbitrary. And arbitrary isn't interesting, especially when not much else interesting is going on. Like, you know, if you're just going to have three people fighting with a gun at the end of the movie, that's how all movies end, they're not very interesting, right? So Mm -hmm. you should have had something more interesting. And, uh, you know, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, I think I'm not as negative on this movie as you because I think I I do generally enjoy watching it. Um, And I I think the thing I appreciate the most is that it's trying something. Like, I really appreciate the creativity of the movie and the higher concept. Like, I think it's a fun idea for a movie. I think in general, it's, like, pretty well executed. I do appreciate that there was like an idea here, like a strong idea, and they they were like they committed to sort of trying to make that. And yeah, it doesn't completely work, but I I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a fun concept. It's a fun idea. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a fun half idea. Yeah, I guess I was saying, and I I would have liked the movie that was the whole idea. Like I said, I'm assuming part of it is just that they had their fir- their idea that of what they wanted the movie to be, and. It's maybe not as good as something that the movie could have been, but they didn't. I think they maybe didn't want to budge from what their their sort of initial idea was. Maybe, or maybe that initial idea just doesn't really make that much sense. I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. It's not like oh, when we actually went to execute it, the idea wanted to go in another direction, and we kept pulling it back to this one. It's like no, because the this one in this case seems like there's more than one. Like like the the idea itself doesn't really cohere. There's, yeah. It's like a hydra, right? It's got too many heads well i guess that's Uh, what i sort of mean though where it's like because the fact that it feels like two ideas pulling at each other for me feels a little bit like because they're one of the ideas is where they started and didn't want to let go i see do you think you think one was the one of those two ideas was not actually present in their initial conceptualization and they added it in as they were writing it or something like possibly okay we can't know no we we can't no we can't um but to me it feels a little bit like that yeah, I mean, it, it could be. It could be that the idea was coherent originally, and then when they started writing it, they added the one of the other ideas got kind of added in mm-hmm. in places, and it makes it much more confusing. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, but they still, I, I don't know. 
I'm not sure, unless they drastically change the ending from their initial conception, I just don't see no, any way assu- this ever made sense. Yeah, I'm assuming right? the gods thing was so. in the idea from the beginning. It's like, we do this ritual to appease the gods. It's like so it just sacrifice. doesn't seem to make sense at all. Like, it just doesn't yeah. seem like... Uh, I don't think this idea ever made sense. I think it needed more work before it was going to make sense. If we step back a minute and also just mention, I think the acting in this movie is good, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Uh, I think HBO Max sucked. Like, oh, yeah. this movie looked absolutely awful and i don't think that was because that the film was actually looked awful because it was just it was in the dark all to shit it was in the dark scenes it was like it was hard to see and there's unfortunately like quite a bit of this movie that's in In the dark in the dark i mean a lot of horror movies are dark that's kind of the point yep no Um, i don't think that was the 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 way it was originally it looked horrible horrible not horrorable but horrible and uh, so, absolute fail from HBO Max. Do not watch this movie. If you're interested in watching this movie, do not watch it on that platform. Watch it. Get a Blu-ray or something because, oh my God, it was uh, it was close to unwatchable in scenes. There were some scenes like when they were down in the, the basement. basement. Yep. It was almost unwatchable. It was just a blurred mess and like a lot of stuff was just dropped completely. So it looked like there was just little outlines in the middle of a black screen with like weird banding artifacts it was around bad. it was horrible so uh yeah that's not really a comment on the movie not a comment on the movie but <laughs> warning to anyone if you'd like to watch this movie do not watch it on that platform you will think this movie looks way worse than it does yeah because the first time i saw it i saw, think i saw it on netflix and it did not look like this so i know there is a good transfer of this movie and this is not it i mean i think actually talking about the look of the movie i think it's i mean it's it's totally fine it's like it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's it's I think it's like competently directed. Um and there's some like you mentioned the the merman scene like there's some really good a- actual comedy directing. But yeah, I would say it's like it's just a solid movie in terms mm-hmm. of like I would say in terms of directing and writing like it's pretty solid compared to you know what it could have been maybe. Yeah, they get the, that I mean that ending I, I mean, not the actual ending, but the mid, you know, pre-ending or whatever you want to call it. I do think it deserves a ton of praise. We've we've mentioned many things. I, like, I can keep thinking of, of they, they just, they had an opportunity to basically make fun of a lot of horror monsters. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much did. Yeah. Like, they pretty much nailed it. The part where, like, the doors keep opening and stuff comes out that's, like, kind of ridiculous, but also you totally know, like, roughly what movies it's from. Yeah, like, yeah. when they walk out, like, you know, they'll they'll be, you know, a wyvern or something will come flying out in one scene. And then the next one, there's, like, three people walking slowly out with weird masks on, yeah, right? And it's yeah. just, like, they keep emphasizing just how ridiculous the parade of movies that comes out at Halloween is. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, weird surgeon and then, yeah. you know, people in the mask. clown, like the, uh, the clown, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The crown clown, the little ballerina girl. Yes. And like, yeah. No, it's, it, um, it's all fun. It's all really fun. So that part, they really just over deliver on that. And, um, you know, that's why I say, uh, yes, deserves all the praise. Unfortunately, it just, for me, it just doesn't quite save the movie. Uh, and, and I really, I wish it, the rest of it had just been more solid. Cause you know, you put, you put that kind of stuff in a more solid movie. It becomes a great film. Whereas now it's just like kind of this thing that has some fun scenes to watch in it. That's mm-hmm. how I think of it. Right? Yeah. And um, I mean, I think ultimately I would say this is a fun movie to watch. It at is least for me. Like yeah. it's, it's enjoyable. It is not, yeah. 
It doesn't have the problems of some of the last movies we watched where it's boring. Like, this movie's not really ever boring. It's it's not really too boring, except maybe in the, like I said, the cabin, the actual cabin parts are somewhat boring. Definitely the least interesting um, parts of the movie would be in the cabin. Um, yes. So, but yeah, I mean, I think some clever writing, like the actual interpersonal, like, conversational writing, I really like. Like with all Joss yes. Whedon stuff, I've, and I've, there's enough good comedy scene stuff in there that yeah. uh, you know that stuff plays pretty well. And I mean, like the horror, there's nothing in this movie that I that you would find like particularly scary. But there is like there's been, like a nice amount of like gore. Like when they keep cutting back to the elevator and it gets like more and more yeah. bloody, um, and there's just like flesh lying around. Like it's oddly funny. I would imagine that of the movies we're going to watch this month, if you want to talk about horror comedy with emphasis on the comedy, this movie is probably going to be number one. It's probably pretty hard to beat the the outlying shots in this thing. The elevator sequence alone is one of the funniest horror comedy scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, right down to the part where they like eventually after everything's been let out, they just kind of look at the room and this weird glob of like <laughs> like an arm or something like falls down from yeah. the ceiling. It's got all those nice little comedy beats yep. throughout it and they just keep having it there and there's so much for them to work with, but oftentimes you see people have something where there's a lot to work with and they just don't manage to get it done. Mm-hmm. But here it's like they they take a rich subject matter and they do keep delivering. Like I said, for like a good 10 minutes or something, it's a really nice set of... Shots. Yeah, like I think I think there's a lot of creativity in this movie and a lot of good ideas. And I think for me, like the good ideas outweigh the sort of like ideas that didn't really come together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy this movie. Um, I'm half and half on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm half and half on it. Uh, you could definitely do worse, but you could definitely do better. I mean, I can't help um, but feel watching this that there was a better version of this movie. Like, I definitely feel it's so clear. I that feel there was. I feel yeah. that way, obviously, but. But I, like I said, I enjoy watching it the way it is, too. I would say one other thing that cuts against this movie for my viewing of it is something you already mentioned, but we should probably restate it, which is that, like, I just don't watch slasher films. Yeah. And so I think that also, I mean, I know what they're making fun of. I'm like, I get it. But, you know, one problem for me is, like, when I think of the sort of horror films I've seen, it's like... Halloween and Get Out and like stuff like that. And they are actually pretty intelligent, right? They're not the film that this is making fun of. There's just apparently a lot of these movies with these tropes that I have never seen. Yeah. And so, you know, that's also maybe for someone who actually does watch a lot of those films, maybe some of those scenes are less boring, right? For me, it's just cerebrally like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I know roughly the kind of scene you're talking about because I understand that there are movies with those things in them. But I haven't really seen many of those movies. It's made very clear in the movie that this is following like horror movie tropes. Like you kind of know that even as a viewer, even if you haven't seen horror movies. But I do think it's like part of the joke you're missing out on. Yeah, it's it's. It's hitting me, like I said, it's hitting me cerebrally, but yeah. not viscerally, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm I'm understanding what you're making fun of, and I am vaguely aware of it, 
but more aware of it because I've seen the commercials, not aware of it because I've seen the movies. Right. And so I do think that could be another factor where maybe someone, maybe those parts that I'm finding that like, okay, I get the joke, move on. Right. Maybe someone else would really enjoy the, some of, maybe there are some details, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like maybe some of these scenes are more funny to you because you know specific, which she makes out with the wolf or something. Maybe that's like very, is, is, Picking out things from movies I haven't seen yeah. and making fun of them more directly in a way that I can't appreciate. That, that, that right? very well could be. Uh, I'm also just thinking now about like, because we were thinking about missed opportunities and I'm just like, I really do think there's a tremendous amount of missed opportunity in this film uh, for the puppeteer people. Like, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know. If you worked backwards and you're like, what are all the things that screenwriters and directors have to do on these horror movies? There's just so many things I'm thinking of now in my head. Like, for example, they could have had like basically a shot clock where it was like when someone dies, they have to fight on behalf of the heroes to make sure the next death doesn't happen for another 10 minutes or something. Because if they all happen too close, there will, won't be enough like runtime to the thing, right? And so there were so many things like that, I feel like, where they could have made it be an actual tense, interesting thing where they're having to fulfill these Hollywood tropes and you're watching them struggle to do so. I think that would have been a much more interesting movie. I think that would have been a much more interesting movie. Just thinking about it, I am wondering, like, if the movie had focused more on the puppeteers, if they had been the main characters, because the horror movie section isn't as interesting... That's fine because you're actually spending most of your time with the puppeteers trying to do their job well and get everything to go according to plan. You know, they very easily can come across as heroic if you wanted them to because they're trying to keep the world from ending. Right. Yeah. Um, So it's like it's a slightly different take on the world on this movie. But I feel like it would have been really good. And I don't even know that it needed to go that far. I'm just saying those parts were pretty boring. If Mm -hmm. you had this movie's only an hour and 30 minutes long. Yeah. You had another 30 minutes you could have put in before this movie starts to f- to feel overweight. Yeah. Right? So you you could have just had more of that. And yeah. then those scenes would have been broken up by more interesting, clever things instead of just like, yeah, there's some gas yeah. and we lock the doors. Right? right. It's like, nah. Right. 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 Um, well, and I like- would have liked to seen more of the shuffling. Like, you know, again, I'm thinking of all these things just off the top of my head that they could have done. So if you were actually spending a ton of time thinking about this, I feel like there's could be so much more. One of the things that struck me in this film when we were watching it is, you know, there's this basement and the idea is, you know, there's got to be like a thousand different of these creatures. Could we see them all at the end? So there had to be a way for like all of those creatures. Something they pick up in the basement is going to create the circumstance where those creatures show up for some reason, mm-hmm. right? Which, which is such a fun idea. It's totally by the way. reasonable. And I love when they're taking the bets on it and you see the whiteboard with all the monsters' yeah. names. It's like, it's great. It's such great. And, and again, they get a nice gag in there where it's like, no, no, you had zombies, not zombie redneck horror torture family yeah. or something, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it was like some other thing. It's like, it's like you obviously don't understand the betting yeah. pool, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that was great. So again, good stuff. Yeah. Like every so often, just wanted more of that. But, you know, so they go in the basement there and pick these things. Another excellent way we could have had more content here from the the puppeteers that would have been engaging and interesting. Now they have to... So 
there's another room, the like room where the father killed the the people. Mm-hmm. Presumably, you need like a room like that for lots of these mm-hmm. potential things. And so that room shouldn't have been set up yet. Right. So there should have been like dudes frantically, like we should have seen them like running in there and like putting up stuff. And they're like, oh crap, like they're going to come down the trap door early. They're like, "Uh, okay, okay, have the monster back off. And do, you know, that would have been so interesting, right? I agree. Like if the Um, manipulation was more of the focus and not just like, we release some gas. It's like, no, there's literally like people yeah. running around. Well, the room's already there. Like, I mean, the I room think, shouldn't have been there, I right? I think the other, uh, thing, the other thing that would have made that, like, that would have been great too is because, like, when they end up finding the elevator, yeah, like, it's just like, oh, he happened to, like, find the trap door and there's the elevator. But if you had people, like, running around and making mistakes, yeah. they could have made a mistake that yeah. led them to find the elevator, which would have felt also, like, more satisfying, I think. Yeah, well... I mean, and also, like, they sort of do a little thing where the, the stoner guy finds, like, a microphone yeah. and starts with the wire, but doesn't really go anywhere. And, like, I don't know. They just, again, I think there was a lot of opportunities. There's plenty of room in this concept to do a lot of interesting stuff. And, you know, honestly, they just didn't do very much of it. I mean, at the end of the day, there just wasn't a lot in there. They they got the bare minimum and that. That was basically it. And they really over-delivered on that ending with all the creatures. But the rest of the movie kind of just felt pretty lazy. Like, like there's a lot of opportunity there. And I just don't feel like they explored most of it. As a result, it's kind of boring. And even and has some of that stuff that I think is really lousy. Like the Hemsworth jumping into the electric field thing just feels super stupid and not that interesting. I don't know. There, there's a lot of issues. And so, yeah. That's, again, just giving more examples of why I'm more negative on this film than you. I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity there that wasn't explored. As a result, I had to watch about 30 minutes of something that wasn't very good. Uh, and I agree there were parts that were great. Um, but, yeah, it's dragged down by that that sort of laziness, I think, in the mid- the sort of sag in the middle and the very end. Yeah. Well, is that is that all? That is it. That is it for the crab in the woods. The crab in the woods. About a giant crab that just wants to have a summer vacation, but... Teenagers keep coming and annoying him. So what are we watching next week? What are we watching next week, Anna? Next week we're watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, wow. Okay. Which skews almost entirely comedy. Yeah, that (laughs) one is... So I would say that that's probably a funnier movie than this movie is, but it's not really horror. It's just a comedy. So I'm not sure I could really give it high horror comedy marks, but we'll see. (laughs) Well, in any case, uh, look forward to seeing that next week. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hope to see you back here next week for another quote-unquote horror comedy, What We Do in the Shadows. Until then, have fun watching movies. Yeah. Take it easy, everybody.